This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider. Welcome to this 91 Investment Views 2022 podcast. With me is Victoria Harling, who is Head of Emerging Market Corporate Debt at 91 in London. Volatility reigns supreme, apparently. I would imagine emerging market corporate debt is a victim of volatility on certain occasions. Have you found that in the last quarter, for example? Absolutely. I think it's been a very interesting year overall. And certainly as we come into the latter part of 2021, we have seen this uptick in volatility driven a lot by uncertainty around the bigger global macro environment that we face, but also individual countries and changing policy that we see. And also this desynchronization around the world in terms of opening up from the pandemic and forward-looking growth vectors looking into 2022. Okay, will there be a continuation of desynchronization, as you put it, in 2022? In other words, what do you feel about going into a brave new year? It's very hard to see a lot of clarity going into 2022 around that synchronization coming through. We have a number of elections in emerging markets into next year. And with that, as the economies bear down on the aftermath of the pandemic, thinking about how voters will vote and what types of new governments that we'll see could very much create more volatility, particularly in Latin America, into next year. Emerging market corporate debt, it's a niched field in which you operate. Is there an investable universe that is expanding or shrinking, given what's going on with interest rates worldwide in a broader picture, if you see what I mean? Yes, the asset class continues to grow. And with that, we have consistent new issuers from different countries around the world. And we do consistently see, you know, roughly about 100 debut issuers coming to the market every year. I think what's been fascinating about the last couple of years is how strong these corporates have been. Their earnings have been phenomenally strong. And actually, if anything, their leverage has been coming down in a meaningful fashion. So as we've seen this year, earnings have peaked. You know, the visibility on next year looks like these companies will remain robust. Their borrowing needs are not necessarily high, but we do have constant refinancing. So I think it's natural that we're still going to see a healthy market into 2022, a continued expansion, but less demand to borrow money from many of the traditional issuers that we see in the market today. Okay, less supply. So that obviously means less demand. But let's have a look at the broader fundamentals, the risks and the opportunities in your asset class in 2022. How do you see them? Yeah, I think China's leading the way. We have significant volatility at the moment from the Chinese real estate space. And this is typically an area where we have a lot of supply from the primary side. So we will need to look through to see how the fortunes of that sector grow into 2022. And that can set the tone for the overall global macro growth environment and particularly in China. 
as I said before, there's elections in Latin America. So we may see opportunistic issuance there. But again, depending on the volatility, we may not see companies racing to, to issue debt out of Latin America. Sounds as though you've got lots to think about over the next year. Meanwhile, though, can you give us an insight into your current positioning, your portfolio positioning and how it might be tweaked in the year to come? Yes. So we currently do have exposure in Latin America. A lot of these companies have been upgrade stories. We continue to position from a bottom-up perspective, and we will continue to take advantage of cheap curves that we see in those countries. We have been positioned in the resources space, and that is likely to continue. But hopefully with this divergence occurring and the cheapness in Asia, you're going to see us close our structural underweight in Asia and take advantage of the cheap opportunities there. Victoria, thanks so much for your insight. That's Victoria Harling, who is Head of Emerging Market Corporate Debt at 91.